1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I
3: thought in that moment, oh my God, we have summoned something from this
2: board. This is Uncanny USA.
4: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
4: The more we learn about COVID-19, the more questions we have. The biggest question now? What's next? What will COVID bring in six months? A year? If you're feeling anxious about the future, you're not alone. CalHope offers free COVID 19 emotional support. Call 833 317 4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. With Windows 11 and Intel, you get the power to work with more speed. And you can arrange all your Windows programs and apps the way you want to see them with Snap Assist. Windows 11 and the Intel Evo platform make working from wherever better. Learn more at windows.com slash brings you closer. The more we learn about COVID-19, the more questions and worries we have. CalHOPE can help with free COVID-19 emotional support. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today.
5: Sports
6: Radio. 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 Dude, perfect that sandwich! Holy smokes, you weren't kidding. Uh, welcome in to I like that. The Chris Plank show starts now. Uh, don't don't want to get too carried away here. This is Bernie Fratto's straight out of Vegas, and I kid because Matt Stafford won the Super Bowl. Bernie took the week off, but let me let me break down the fourth wall. To kick this show off, just just a little bit of behind the scenes fun stuff for you, and uh, I'll move on quickly from that sandwich. Did you make that, by the way? I did. Yes, dude. What is all in that? So you I never see... had muffaletta before? Oh, oh, okay. Sorry.
3: So it's it's, it's like mortadella, ham, oh. salami. Uh, I'm hungry. Sal- uh, olive salad, provolone, and uh, yeah, it's there's like a
6: box of oh. cookies here in my studio. There's a good chance I could eat all of them as the show goes on tonight. Uh, but as I always say, the show starts with either a four pack of Bush Light or two Monster Energies, and depending on how the first segment goes, we'll we'll pick which way we go. But why but not hour, both? <laughs> well, because by hour number four, I would be making way too much sense, probably. So he, he, here it is. breaking down the fourth wall. There was always that week in—I guess you could say—sports radio, if you want. There was that week where all the regular hosts took the week off, right? If—if if you're old enough to remember, uh, Arnie Spanier on one-on-one sports, or I don't know, going going back in the day with uh, Papa Joe Chevalier or whatever it was—the—the the week of the World Series was the week when all of your regular favorite hosts got the week off, right? Somehow, some way, that week seems to have transitioned to this coming week in a lot of ways. Now, Collins still in because Colin's a grinder. No days off, no days off, no days off, um, even though he has taken Friday off. But – I have a piece of advice because I feel like the timing of this show is prime time for when some dumbassery can take place, right? If you think about it, 11 p. on the West Coast, 1 a. in the Central Time Zone, God's Time Zone, 2 a.m. on the East Coast. This is where poor decisions can be made outside of those of us who are grinding away. So let me just start with a little plea. Again, this is now the old MLB All-Star week where people take days off. I don't think DP is in this week. Uh, I don't think Jason Smith is in this week. I'm not saying it's like bust on him. Take your time, man. That's fine. And this is a week when there is nothing going on. The NBA has expanded the time off for its All-Star break to where I don't think they start playing again until March, somewhat being facetious. Um I mean, I don't even know if Major League Baseball is on our radar right now. We'll get to that. The NFL has just kind of kicked off draft season and and free agency. I mean, I'm a hockey guy, but, you know, trying to talk hockey will get you laughed out of the building. NASCAR is just getting started kind of the same as hockey. If I try to go in-depth on the new car and how this has been a dominating weekend so far for Hendrick, most of you will look at me like I'm drunk. So it is a good week to take some time away from sports, if you will. So, let me start by saying, athletes, college, pro, semi-pro, whatever, don't screw up this week, okay? That's, that's my word of wisdom to you to kick this show off. Now, I'm not trying, because I got tons to get to. Listen, I'm fascinated with team building, the Brady saga. I mean, I'm, I'm still an old notepad guy. I got 20 pages of notes to get to for the show tonight. So I'm not asking for sympathy as far as the topic train is consi- considered here this evening. I just get where we are in the sports calendar. If we are going, and I like to say this a lot because one of these summers, maybe the week I get to fill in, when it is all-star game in Major League Baseball and there's legit no sports going on for three days, if we ever play baseball, uh, maybe we'll try to do this. But if you take sports weeks and you treat them like a depth chart and you go 1 to 52, I think you'd have a hard time. You'd have a hard – Dusty Rhodes' hard times. You'd have a hard time finding a spot for this upcoming week that's anywhere near even the 30s. This is a very low action, minimal excitement, Super Bowl hangover, draft prep kind of a week. Hockey down the home stretch, so if you're in a hockey town, I get it. I'm sorry, but you know the national relevance is still not there. Unfortunately, you're Eddie Garcia's hockey minute and John Grass talking hockey for like one segment on SportsCenter. Welcome to your hockey coverage. So, again, take this and run with it, but not to the bar, not to, I don't know, your, uh, your buddy's house, not to your drug dealer, just don't get in trouble this week. Because we are going to be some thirsty sports dudes looking for something to talk about by about Tuesday or Wednesday. By Wednesday, we'll probably start up Mount Rushmore conversations. By Wednesday on sports radio, it's like you know, you know, what is always good. Now, see, I'm I'm from the old school, okay? I'm I'm from that era of sports radio where when when I started, it was always the the DH debate. Man, is the uh, designated hitter? Does it need to be in both leagues? Let's take your calls. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Hit me up. Here's the reasons why he should. Here's the reasons why he shouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if we regress to that by the midpoint of the week. But just stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble this week. I'm not saying that there's ever a good time. Now, I want to make this very clear. I'm not saying that you should break the law, or do anything wrong. But if, you, if you're thirsty for headlines, eh, this would be your week that if you're an athlete that it, you might want, I should rephrase that. If you're uh, wanting to stay out of the headlines, and those of us who are thirsty for a headline story, stay out of trouble. Stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. So I got you. That's my warning. We're all good welcome into straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports radio now on the topic wheel tonight I'm gonna try to make a point about where baseball is and the pantheon of sports I don't know if it'll work but I'm gonna give it a shot because I don't think it's going well I want to talk about the quarterback situation across the National Football League last year, And in fact, it's funny because whenever I was prepping for shows this weekend, I found one of my old notebooks from a a show around this same time when the Super Bowl had wrapped up when we were debating about quarterback turnover. And there was the Adam Schefter quote in Peter King's Football Morning in America where Schefter said he thought there would be an upwards of 16 quarterback changes and Adam Schefter took the over. And what's funny is of those teams that did change quarterbacks from 2020 to 2021, and I think, it, I think I'll think have to double check, but I think the number that it actually ended up being was 14, which is crazy if you think about quarterback turnover and retirements and injuries played a part in that too. But from quarterbacks that started or played a majority of the snaps in 2020 to 2021, you had a You have 14 different starting quarterbacks in different places. And I think of those 14 teams that we had on the list last year, at the very least, maybe six of them are back in the quarterback market again this year. So I'm enamored with that. And listen, my beloved college football can't get out of its own way. It tries, but it just can't. And at some point tonight, we need to spend some time talking about where we are, with college football playoff expansion. Yes, I know college basketball is going on. Yes, I know college and um, every level of diamond sports is just getting started. But everybody knows what pays the bills is football. Football pays the bills. Always has, always will. And we have got to find a way to figure this out in college football because... I, don't, I thought Aaron Torres, I meant to mention something to him, but Aaron had a really good tweet earlier, and I think you're starting to see it. The playoff expansion isn't necessarily the key to making college football more competitive, right? Expanding the playoffs, you'll probably still end up with Alabama, Clemson, Ohio. And by the way, Clemson is going to be back. Ohio state, Oklahoma, you're still going to end up with the same teams constantly vying for that final four spot or a spot in the national championship game, Georgia. Now what has to change is that commitment to college football from schools. And some might say, well, of course they're committed to college football. Everyone's committed to college football. It's the biggest thing on every campus. Are they, you know, I, I felt like USC always had a good college football program, but had they really committed to doing the things necessary from the recruiting tools, from the budget, from the staff needs? Had they really committed until they swung for the fences and hired Lincoln Riley? I don't think so. It, it has. Listen, I, I can speak to Oklahoma quite a bit had Oklahoma committed the way that it needed to before it was heading into the SEC? Maybe. But definitely now that knowledge is, all right, if you left because you didn't think we were ready for the SEC, just watch what we're going to do. And so far they're doing it. College football is going to become more competitive as schools like USC and Oregon's doing it and trying to do it and more schools in the ACC from the Florida states and look all across the midwest the um, michigans of the world it just they've got to continue to commit to the resources necessary to give their college football teams a shot in the modern era i think that's the key to bringing back some competitiveness Beyond, I mean, listen, you get competitive this week in and week out. I think you guys know what I mean, looking at the national championship picture. I think that's the ultimate first step. But to me, a major second step is expanding the playoffs. It's got to happen. And it's funny because this alliance is an alliance of convenience, right? The the Big Ten comes out this past week. Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, and pretty much whatever Ohio State says, that's what the Big Ten's going to do, right? Gene Smith comes out and says, "Wow, well, we're not really in favor of these eight conference games, so we're going to go back to nine. We're going to stay at nine, and we don't really know if these non-conference games against the ACC or the Pac-12 are going to do anything for us. So we're going to stick with our – and then uh, as soon as that happens, you're like, this alliance thing is done. And then the moment whenever you think the alliance has fallen apart, they come together to shoot down the playoffs. It's incredible. This thing has like nine – it's like a cat. It's got nine lives. But that's inevitable. Expansion is inevitable when it comes to the playoffs. But for right now, I think you're seeing what needs to happen to reestablish the competitive balance in college football. We'll go in-depth on that coming up a little bit later on in the show, though I just spent about five minutes going in-depth on it right now. I'm very passionate about college football. It's, it's my 9-to-5. I love covering it. I love everything about it. I'm concerned about its future. I'm concerned about what NIL has and, and could still do to the uh, college football landscape. I'm concerned about who's running the show, Who's actually in charge of, of enforcing the rules of college sports right now? I don't know. But I do know this, this week was not a good look for a lot of people in, in college football, and we'll explain as the show rolls on. But when we come back, when we come back, I want to hit on what I thought was low-key the biggest story of the week. Not anything that we've mentioned so far on the show. I've given you your warning about staying out of trouble, athletes. Stay out of trouble this week because you'll end up all over the headlines. And you remember this, whenever some dude gets pulled over and gets arrested for like a weed possession, that's, I mean, uh, my gosh, that's like a, hey, how about, it's like a speeding ticket anymore?
1: And- There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi,
4: checking in for
1: or the perfect table.
4: Hey, where are you?
6: And it's headline news because we got nothing to talk about. So I gave you that warning. We laid out the program with all the quarterback talk. But when we come back, when is a story truly a story and when isn't it? We'll dive into what we learned from Chiefs Kingdom this week and what's real and what is it next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our
5: shows at foxsportsradio.com. Or wherever you get your podcast, this
4: episode is brought to you by AT and T Fiber. And we just want to say, we know there's nothing better in the world than getting a great deal, like getting upgraded to a better seat on a long flight, or getting a free dessert when you're a restaurant regular. Even that free latte you get when you fill up your punch card—a deal just makes it taste better. And now, as an AT and T Wireless customer, you can get an exclusive deal on super fast internet from AT and T Fiber. You'll get faster upload speeds and a great deal with AT&T Fiber. That means smooth gaming, reliable video calls, and a quality work-from-home experience. It might not be as tasty as a free donut with your coffee, but it is pretty sweet. You can learn more at att.com slash Limited availability in select areas. Restrictions apply. If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour.
2: If you could find a way.
0: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my
2: shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk, Walk a mile, mile in my, my shoes. shoes. We've
0: all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: Walk a mile in my shoes. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination. Our sense of wonder and our family bonds grow, too, because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
6: Straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio into a Sunday morning we're here everywhere but the West Coast. Please be safe if you're out and about. I give this warning a lot. Uber, Lyft, I, don't know, I guess there's a way that you can also ride share now through this incredible app I just discovered, Waze. So be smart. Don't make a decision tonight that can end up costing you your life, or at least where you are in life. Don't drink and drive. Uh, In the meantime, I was very, very greedy with that first segment, and I did not introduce the entire crew. Uh, You heard at the top of the hour, Brian Finley on updates. B. Finley straight out of calling some volleyball tonight. Let's go. What was it, Big West that you called? Yeah, Big West volleyball
7: down in San Diego. I was a little worried, Chris. It went just three sets. If it went an extra set, we might have been hearing some Steve DeSager. In this 11 o'clock hour on the West Coast. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> That's not a short trip either, is it? No, it's a good to- a good two hours. And usually, Chris, what they do, and I lucked out, is seemingly every night, overnight, on the 405, they shut it down for repairs that seemingly uh, have been going on since before forever. World War II. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's true.
6: So I avoided that. All right, can, can I ask a, a dumb question? <laughs> well Okay, then this is very much in the weeds Why why are they playing their conference championship for a fall sport in the spring? Is this beach volleyball? So this is men's indoor. Ah, okay. Very good. Beach is about to start as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm a dummy. See, we don't have men's volleyball at OU, so that's right. Women's is always in the fall, so that makes sense. Good job. B. Finley on updates. Now, again, hour three, Brian. Big homework assignment coming up. Let's do it. So don't get too... Don't get too carried away here tonight. <laughs> um, as always, the man who is more like my co-host than the technical director, Chris Perfett, who just what is the sandwich gone? So gone now? It's
3: it's gone. Oh my god! It's gone, and I'm going through the meat sweats a little bit right now.
6: Did I just pound it through a cookie? Um, yeah, you were st- telling me about yeah. the,
3: the sugar cookie.
6: Yeah. Yeah, there's a sugar cookie from Potbellies. Oh, um, if I, in fact, the cookie. I actually had one for breakfast too so oh, geez. let me tell you 2022 was the year of no sweets for me I'm not even kidding I was not and I'd done pretty nice English there playing I had uh i I'd, 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 I'd done pretty well I guess I should say to start the year and then all of a sudden and I don't eat a lot of sweets right all of a sudden by week three of January I'm eating Brahms ice cream. I'm pounding oh, cookies. So yeah, it's it's not been good. Yeah, been I, good.
3: I I don't eat a lot of sweets, but I I just so one of our other some, one of the other guys we work with, Kevin figures, he was just telling me like he's going down to New Orleans, and that just set off. I I know there's words like craving, jonesing, but I'm looking for like a specific v- a noun in the either in the right. English language or borrowed from another language like Schadenfreude. That huh. describes a very, I, I, need a, I need that word, like shot, mm. how schadenfreude is to, you know, taking pleasure in other people's pain. But I need a word for an intense craving for a very specific uh. food. Because that's what I was feeling all day before I made that muffaletta. I was like, I want muffaletta. I need muffaletta. I don't have it. the olive salad. Let me go make some. Let me go get all the meats. Hmm. And, uh,
6: yeah. So I Googled. Intense craving for you know what I probably should have not gone that direction. I should say, yeah. What word is choice a, there is? Right, 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 right. Exactly. What is a word? What is a word for an intense craving for food? Um, no, nothing here. Nothing here that's good. No, it's, but it's a saying. specific
3: thing. It's like you have something yeah. kind of like you with the cookies. Like, yeah. there's a specific thing that you're like, I need to have this right now.
6: Schadenfreude, by the way. Pleasure derived f- by someone from another person's misfortune. Uh, I've never heard that word. People taking
7: pleasure
6: in your pain. There you go. A business that thrives on schadenfreude. Huh.
3: That's pretty much our our business. Huh.
6: There you go. By the way, uh, ram it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, running the show tonight is Ricky Herrera who, if I understand correctly, Ricky, you were overnights with Chris and the crew last night as well? Yep. Is the Friday night show into Saturday now the regular slot for you?
7: Yeah, I'm with Brian and Anthony Gargano every week.
6: That's right. I did Gargano's show with you guys a couple weeks ago, and that is when we got into the whole Matt Stafford conversation. In fact, I was looking during the break because – you know, this is the first show for Straight Out of Vegas since the Super Bowl, right? Um, last time that Bernie was on the air was pre Super Bowl. And uh, I want to say a couple weeks before, I had filled in for Anthony. And we threw up a, a, a poll question. That was a very simple poll question. Uh, are Lions fans rooting for Matt Stafford? And again, you probably know by now, if you listen with any regularity, our go to for Lions Talk is Chris Perfett. He covers them as close as anyone, in my mind, closer than anyone else. And it was pretty impressive the numbers that centered around how many people were rooting for one Matt Stafford that were considered Lions fans. Now, it's an inexact science, Right. Because I could sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, this poll proves that Lions fans are rooting for Matt Stafford." But perfect how many non-Niner, or excuse me, Lions fans might have jumped in voting on that? Right? <laughs> it's it's just not the most exact way to look at it. But it was it was pretty one sided. I mean, it was like seventy percent were rooting for Matt uh, for Matt and Stafford. I said I keep one. I've, I've said Matt Leinert. I've said the Niners. What's well, going on? Well, I think we've here?
3: got we've got good data besides your poll to back that up now because I think the like Michigan, Southeast Michigan was yeah. the number three market for the Super
6: Bowl this year. Eighty six point five percent of you voted that Lions fans should be rooting for Matt Stafford. I think we went back and forth too on the wording of that, but yeah. So it was kind of a cool week. Um, on the celebration side, I mean, it was kind of a wild week as far as the news cycle was concerned about the Super Bowl celebration. We went from thinking Matt, uh, Matt Stafford was an a-hole to actually realizing that the photographer that fell was kind of the a-hole. But- and even
3: before that, I saw plenty of people trying to put it to Los Angeles. It's like, oh, how can you have such a, a small parade, fake fans there, all the rest? And it's like, all right, they just moved back to, to L.A., like a few yeah. years ago after being like even before they went to St. Louis they were in Anaheim like this was kind of a nothing burger of a right. team and unless you're a guy like Ben Maller who's been you know covering kind of the, the 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 sports of this a fan of this town sports for ages and ages like i i totally get that maybe the, yeah that that Super Bowl probably births a lot of Rams fans especially young Rams fans why right. not going to a parade on Wednesday in the middle of the week in the school calendar to the at
6: the L.A. Coliseum. By the way, I, in scrolling through, and, and listen, I, I, I've i got to pay off my tease about this Kansas City Chiefs story, but in scrolling through my timeline to find that poll that we did a couple weeks ago, I I did have to laugh because I was reminded of that horrible tweet that uh, the Kansas City TV station put out with a whole, we were not supposed to be here, Chiefs fans. Everyone doubted us. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I want to know what crying uh, news person put that thing together with, uh, with a picture behind it of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Everyone counted us out. Bro, you're the two-see. Not everyone's the underdog. Anyway, yeah, 80%. That's a pretty high number. And then to see the TV ratings that were attached – to it in Detroit it was really cool to see, but I got more Stafford talk and more Super Bowl talk coming up in just a bit. But I want to talk about this Chiefs story. What is a story? Not a story. But first, there is a lot going on, including the NBA's All Star Saturday Night. Brian Finley is in yes. the house to get us caught up on everything. What's going on, B. Finley?
7: Chris, I would rather watch you playing slam ball than watch the slam dunk contest at not this good weekend. Tonight, huh? No, not that great. Obi Toppin did win, so he has that to boast for. A little. Bit more interested in the three point contest, and Carl Anthony Towns won that with 29 points as far as him in that final round of his. Then, of course, later on for Sunday, we've got the actual all star game. We did have college basketball on Saturday and a ton of it to get to, including number one Gonzaga getting the job done against Santa Clara 81 69. Drew Timmy 23 points and nine rebounds as the Zags have already just a little bit past midway in the month of February. Have taken the regular season title of the West Coast Conference. Number 13, UCLA pushes aside Washington 76 to 50. No Johnny Juzang out with a sore hip. It didn't matter. Jalen Clark stepping in with 25 points. Number three, Arizona got a late three from Kirk Creesa to get themselves Ahead and win against Oregon 84 to 81. Number three Kansas, withstanding West Virginia 71 to 58. As the Jayhawks have a two-game lead for first in the Big 12. Number nine Duke has a one-game lead for first in the ACC after tattooing Florida State 88 to 70. Number 10 Villanova finishing off Georgetown 74 to 66. Justin Moore scoring 15 of his 19 points in the second half. Also a victory for Florida as they ruin number two. Auburn 63-62 the Tigers have actually lost back-to-back road games here under Bruce Bruce Pearl. And then I'll leave you with this, Chris. PJ Tour final round coming up later on Sunday, but we did have the third round on Saturday. The Genesis Invitational, Joaquin Neiman, has a three-shot lead. He is at 19 under. Jordan Spieth fired a 73 on Saturday, and he is all the way in a tie for 18th place. So there is a chance, but a slim margin that he makes his way back. As I send it back to a man who probably could be a scratch golfer, at least in... Mm
6: my imagination maybe i'm wrong chris maybe you are no no thanks brian i I appreciate that i love golf i love golf probably more than my family uh i'm kidding but i just am terrible at it there's like two or three sport well golf and bowling that i want to be good at and i'm just terrible tennis and that pickleball I, i i'm just terrible at it i i'd rather i guess sit and talk about it
7: Chris, you can't go to Florida without playing pickleball. That sport is running that country, that country, that well, state. Some would say country. It's would state. but it's, it's definitely catching on there.
6: Do you know what? I'm intrigued by it, but not every sport has to be on TV. I just, I, yeah. I love throwing bags, cornhole, beanbag, whatever you call it. Doesn't mean there has to be televised versions of it. I I like you know you were joking about slam ball. I like watching slam ball, yeah, or or whatever that is. That the game with a little net and people bouncing off the net. I like I like playing it. Doesn't mean it has to be on TV. I love disc golf. You know what? There's a sport I can compete in. Disc golf. Um, It don't need to be on TV. Gosh, we don't need to be putting pickleball on TV. I draw the line there.
7: I see you, Chris, as a great archery standout.
6: I'd like to try. I'd like to try. I see so many people do it well, and then the one time I try it, it it's like it does. it. Okay, I'm going to say it, it takes some strength to pull back that bow now, Finley. <laughs> it's not just for the weak of heart. That's just what I'm at. Uh, and everything I, I would probably do with the crossbow, in the crossbow, just pull it back and you shoot it. That's where I'd be great. But, no, sports, um, fun to talk about. Not good at any of them. Not good at any <laughs> of them. Now. Uh, let, let me pose this as we roll in here on Fox Sports Radio on a Saturday night into a Sunday morning, early Sunday morning already, on the East Coast. When is a story truly a story? When is it just Internet BS? And listen, I took my FCC quiz, so I know I can say the word in this safe harbor. I'm just telling you, Perfette. Um, but it's it's hard to delineate, I guess would be the word, when you buy into something, and when you don't. So let me give you an example from this past week. We got basically the rest of this show now is asking that question. Are you buying this or are you not on a handful of stories? And I want to start with one that I don't really know how to feel about. So let's go back in time a little bit, right? For those of you that are always prisoners of the moment, and don't allow historical perspective to be included into any conversation ever. This current Kansas City Chiefs run that we've seen, four straight trips to the playoffs, to the um, AFC Championship game, hosting all four, seven straight trips to the playoffs in general, eight of the last nine years. This was not typical for the Chiefs from about nineteen ninety six till say Patrick Mahomes got drafted. Or or you know what, let me let me rephrase that. Till Andy Reid got hired and then they went to that next level when Patrick Mahomes got drafted. This is all perspective to say and you know Perfect, you're a good resource on this because you cover a team that, you know, we're things haven't been necessarily going so well and usually when things aren't going
5: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge (sighs) is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is
6: Mo Play Going so well, what happens? Fans revolt. Fans get mad and they know how. And that's fine. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just saying that's the reality of it. When things aren't going well and you have a passionate fan base, usually it leads to some sort of action. If it's, what did we have? Have, have we had like pickets where fans will show up and protest outside of uh, team offices and facilities, you you have that. You've got online petitions. You've got message boards. Well, I say all that to say back in the mid-90s, probably around 1996, this group came together called Save Our Chiefs. Now, again, if you've been watching the Chiefs recently, you laugh a little bit. At something called Save Our Chiefs. Because boo-hoo, buckaroo, you lost in the AFC Championship game. Woe is us. It's not like you're becoming the Bills. You won the Super Bowl three years ago. But I digress. So, this group, as you might imagine, has had to kind of pipe down for the better part of the last decade because things are going pretty well. But apparently... Allegedly, they came across some information because at the core, they're still saving their Chiefs. And at the core of what they discovered, reported, wrote on, was that the problem in Kansas City isn't Andy Reid. It's not Brittany Mahomes or Jackson Mahomes. It's not the petulance at some times of Tyree Kill. It's not a rebuilt offensive line, nor is it a secondary that still needs some pieces uh, like one removing in Daniel Sorensen. No, it's none of that. It is Eric B. And the problem with Kansas City dating back to the loss at Tampa Bay is the man that is the apple of every single NFL writer's eye when it comes to any job opening in this league. When we come back, Fox Sports Radio, let's go in depth on the accusations and whether or not you're buying it and then the inevitable disappearance of this story. It kind of went Kaiser so say on it. We'll go all in next here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all
0: of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
1: They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
3: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
6: Here we go. Fox Sports Radio, straight out of Vegas. Chris Plank in uh, for Bernie Frato, who is taking the night off with you until... Six A. Eastern, three A. M. Pacific time. And we're we're talking about We're talking about the story that I don't even know what website you would say it appeared on. It it found itself on my timeline because it was like a medium post, wasn't it? Yes, I think you're right. It just and it was it was well done. I mean, it was well written. There was a lot of, according to team sources, and you know, Matt Verderam, who is a regular with us here on Fox Sports Radio with Arnie and I on Sunday nights. Uh, I called and talked to Matt a little bit on Thursday night, and you know, Matt covers the Chiefs close. So, in this story, which basically, oh gosh, profet, I'll be filling any blanks here. I claim the enemy doesn't listen to the players that they had a plan in place last year heading into Super Bowl week, and Biennami came in after a week of interviewing for head coaches' jobs and pretty much tore up that whole plan and said that's not going to work. Oh, that he was the one that uh, botched the end of the first half, even going as far as as telling uh, Patrick Mahomes that he had a timeout, that he and Mahomes don't like each other, and they've had a falling out. Uh, basically, I mean, I I saw someone joke and went as far as where they almost made it sound like uh, Eric Bienemy went out and told D4 to line up off sides. You know, it's just it was basically putting a lot at the feet of Eric Bienem, and uh, it it presented some issues that he's had when it comes to interviewing, and the reason why he doesn't have a job right now. It, well, it, well, he doesn't have a job right now. You know, he's out of contract with the chiefs. that's right, yep. um so it's kind of shocking that while he didn't get a head coach's job that he didn't find himself interviewing for any other offensive coordinator jobs and hey, m- maybe coaches know that Vietnamese is going to stay at Kansas City, maybe that's part of it. I don't know, but anyway, that there's any of the other kind of claims in this that stood out to you? Not really. I think I, we my, hammered them all right.
3: I, my my warning lights came on pretty quickly when I was reading it. Because Sh, me too. Me like, too. I, I think first off, the the save our chiefs guys were glad handing themselves a little bit too much, <laughs> and I'm kind of wary of anyone claiming the sources that they were right for something that was as detailed as they were putting out. I I don't dispute maybe that they probably heard these things, but as I know from covering. Like, I learned this when covering the University of Michigan. Like, sometimes guys just get lied to a lot. Sure, For one sure. reason or another, they get fed just the the output of a game of telephone, and it just – it's messy. But it was so detailed and it was so torrid that it was almost – it was like – it was almost too good to be true, the details – that were being thrown into this, right? Like yeah, this idea absolutely. that an offensive coordinator would be deliberately tanking a game <laughs> is just I, I've never heard of it. And to be honest, like I, I think we would have heard it heard of it from more sure. insider sources if that had been the case, because that would have been like a cardinal sin.
6: Sure. Absolutely. Um so yeah, I just this story comes out and it blows up so much, I brought up Verderam. He peppered the guy on a Twitter spaces that they did. And it got to the point where the article was then scrubbed from the internet. Well, you know, all of us know, outside of Chris Rock's first pitch at a baseball game, at a Mets game, everything else is still out there on the internet. You can find anything. Um, so that that's a big warning to me. Now, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, right, you want to be In the weeds on this, you could say, of course, it got taken down. The team saw it. They threatened him, which is funny to me. But here's what I come away from it with, and this is kind of my thought. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons why Eric bien doesn't have a head coach's job right now, because an offensive coordinator – that has been a part of a team that's gone to four straight AFC championships, two Super Bowls, and has won a Super Bowl crown during that run, deserves to be a head coach. So there's a lot of reasons probably why he isn't a head coach. I don't think a single one of them involve anything involving deliberately screwing things up or some of the accusations that are made in there. Will he be back with Kansas City next year? Maybe not. Maybe not. But it just, it kind of shows you how some of these stories can take on a life of their own. And then the next thing you know, you look up and you're like, whoa, what? How did this thing end up blowing up so big? And then other stories just kind of die on the vine that might be even more interesting or more entertaining. But as it stands right now, articles gone, scrubbed from the net, or at least tried to. Eric Bieniemy's looking for a job. Will he be back with the Chiefs? We'll see. And Patrick Mahomes, oddly, didn't say anything about that story, but did say that he definitely did not tell his wife our girlfriend to stay away from Chiefs games. <laughs> he shot down one rumor and, didn't shoot down the other make of that what you want it was a wild week on the internet fox sports radio straight out of vegas chris plank in for bernie fratto
0: we've all felt left out and for people who move to this country that feeling lasts more than a moment we can change that learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org brought to you by the ad council
1: what grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
6: Mama, what does the chicken
1: say? Uh, dog. Cat. Aww. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Gira- uh, giraffe. giraffe.